Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Monday, October 3rd. Let's jump into today's top stories. Maine has formed a 15-member search committee to find its new AD. The Black Bears hope to bring finalists to campus by mid-November, with a hire in early December, per the Portland Press-Herald's Travis Lazarczyk. Further, the search committee is chaired by Provost John Bolin and will be assisted by college sports associates. The committee also includes UMaine field hockey head coach Josette Babineau, men's ice hockey boss Ben Barr and head women's basketball coach Amy Vachon, as well as men's basketball student-athlete Ada Fullerin-Adetagun and women's soccer student-athlete Tiana Buckner. Oregon AD Rob Mullins will serve on the UO Presidential Search Committee alongside new Oregon State President Jayati Murthy, and several others. UO trustee Connie Seeley will chair the committee, which will be assisted in the process by Parker Executive Search. Among the Lever's ADs might pull if the NCAA doesn't become more streamlined and less bureaucratic is, leveraging schools' participation in the NCAA tournament, CBS's Dennis Dodd reports, adding, while a separate basketball tournament operated outside of the NCAA isn't likely anytime soon, the ADS realization they could create such an event provides a picture as to how the NCAA's two biggest sports will be run in the future. Additionally, Lead One CEO Tom McMillan points out that last month's conference in Washington, D.C., included a presentation depicting what it would look like if FBS went completely independent from the NCAA. It was about as unanimous as it could get. It was, fix it or we will seriously consider move options. McMillan also notes there is ambiguity regarding the grant of rights between schools and the NCAA, which would compel the schools to play in March Madness. It's not ironclad. That's my quote. It's just not ironclad that they participate. The Hogan Lovells law firm representing Louisville in its IRP case with the NCAA billed more than a million dollars in invoices, dated June 10th and July 20th, per former Courier-Journal journalist Tim Sullivan, who also reports that former U.S. Acting Solicitor General Neil Kitt-Yall, the partner charging $2,465 per hour, billed the cards for $208,785.50 for 84.7 hours of work from May 10th to 31st. The D1 ticker FBS attendance trends database has been updated with this past weekend's attendance data. Overall, the 2022 per game average is now up 9.75% over 2021. Kansas continues to surge, up to plus 95.78% compared to its 2021 attendance average. Miami, Ohio, Arkansas State, UTEP, Western Michigan, Yukon and Middle Tennessee all also over 50% year-over-year. Compared to a five-year cycle, not including the pandemic season, KU, UTEP, Kent State, SMU and Florida Atlantic round out the top five. Iowa's athletics department appears to be in compliance with Title IX's equitable treatment provisions. According to the first annual report produced by a compliance monitor the university was required to obtain last year, as part of a gender equity lawsuit settlement. Tulane Sports Law Program Director Gabe Feldman, who led the assessment, found no material issues across the board, noting that only the Hawkeyes women's gymnastics facility is not on par with the impressive facilities used by most of the other UI teams. This facility did not create an inequity for men and women until the men's team was eliminated. Feldman also pointed out that UI's plans for a $7 to $9 million gymnastics and spirit squad training center should resolve the facility's inequities. 
Additionally, in assessing whether UI satisfies the Title IX requirement to provide athletics opportunities for men and women, substantially proportionate to the campus full-time male and female undergraduate enrollment, Feldman found the university last year was close and is on the right track, putting it in compliance. Feldman's report shows 52% of UI's 612 unduplicated student-athletes were women, and women received 53% of UI Athletics' $11.3 million in student aid, which complies with Title IX's athletic financial assistance requirements. Extra Points' as Matt Brown is joined by La Salle swimming student-athlete Raven Domingo to talk about her experience starting a business, meeting with other A-10 student-athletes, NIL opportunities that have arisen other than her business, the sort of NIL information La Salle provides, why it's more impactful to view NIL through the student-athlete lens, what prevents student-athletes from taking advantage of NIL, and what sorts of NIL opportunities exist that have nothing to do with social media, Check out the full Q&A with your free Connect account. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Monday, October 3rd. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.